Hello and welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast. My name's Simon and this is episode 7 of 20 Questions, where I bring in a surprise guest each episode and ask them 20 gaming-related questions. So question number one, why are you? Give us a bit of background on your username. I'm Jimbo13 or Jimboxy or Jim on the forum. I've been on the forum forever. You're an original member, aren't you? I'm one of the original members, yeah. So I was a DS... Was it DS Wi-Fi or DS Wi-Fi? I think we were DS Wi-Fi by that point, so I wasn't quite original. So the Wii was obviously out. But yeah, I've been knocking around for ages, certainly. I came off the back of Games TM when I was looking for somebody to play 42 all-time classics with. So The game. The The game. The best online multiplayer game ever made. So, where does the 13 come from in your name? When I got my Xbox 360, I needed a username. My sort of default favourite game has always been Final Fantasy VII. And from that, there's a character called Red 13. And so, Jimbo was always my default username for everything. But obviously, Jimbo on Xbox 360 was long gone by that point. So, I added the 13 Roman numerals then, thinking, oh, okay, yeah, that, that works. And it's just stuck. And it's just stuck. So, I've had it forever now. But it's merged over the years. Because when I signed up for Twitter, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever, uh, somebody was like, why are you called Jim Boxer? I was like, well, it's not Jim Boxy, it's Jimbo13. But then Jim Boxy's kind of stuck as well. So I kind of flip between both now, really. I kind of like that you use the unified name over everything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it makes me quite easy to track as well. If you, mm. <laughs> if you just Google it. Yeah, it does my when someone you're talking to someone and they're like, oh yeah, follow me on Twitter. And it's like, okay, what's your, is it same as your game? Nah, no. it's this. And it's like, oh, fuck off, mate. I ain't got time for your <laughs> fucking billion usernames. I might just change, I might just by default change my actual name to it as well, just to get the whole set, perhaps, maybe. Question two, name a time where you were filled with gaming envy. One of the few times where I've been around somebody's house and had massive gaming envy. Uh, me and Sam went over to Ildog's uh, house on the island and I mean we've all seen pictures of Ildog's house and his game collection. In IRL, in real life, it is the thing to be envious of. He's got everything you could possibly think of. I mean, this is going back maybe eight or so years at the time, so it's probably even bigger now, I imagine. It's just like a museum. It's a house that's just full of consoles and games and everything's in pristine condition and it's it's amazing. It's, I was just going to say that. Everything that I've seen of his looks like it's shop-bought and then just sealed away. It is like a museum, It's but, in, but a museum that gets played still, I guess. Question three, name your favourite game from age under 10 and then another game for each decade of your life. So I was thinking about this at work earlier. So my main gaming under 10 was either on the Master System or the Game Boy. Because I had a Spectrum when I was like sort of about six, but I didn't really play it very much because I couldn't really figure out how to load the games on it and nobody had helped me. So the Master System, I had like tons of games for the Master System, but I was struggling to think of any that were particularly like, ah, this is my favourite game ever. Sonic was one of them, Lemmings was another one. But I think... I think for this, and it just sort of squeaks in, I think I was 10 when it came out, was on the Game Boy, and that was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, not Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, and that game was amazing. I mean, this is a Game Boy, and it's like, you know, like green and grey, and it looked amazing. It looked as good as anything that was on consoles, and it played like a full Zelda mm. RPG, you know, you, had, you could upgrade your weapons, you had dungeons, you had bosses, and that game was, that was amazing. Like, I used to sit up until 2, 3 in the morning with like my little, I had like a clip-on magnifying oh, yeah, Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it made the screen look terrible because it was magnified all the pixels, but it meant you could play it with the lights off. And I used to just sit up for hours and hours and hours playing it until the batteries had run out. So yeah, that was definitely, I think that's definitely my game from the turning. What about the game of your teens? My game of that generation, and again, I think about this quite a lot of work, I think is the first Metal Gear Solid. Well, kind of issue the first Metal Gear Solid. Because that game 
again, a bit like Zelda, that felt like a proper, like nothing I'd ever played before. It moved goalposts that game, oh, didn't it? Oh man, so many goalposts, yeah. Just, I mean, it, it played like a film, things like the voice acting, all the stop motion stuff, even things like all the Psycho Mantis, Breaking the Fourth Wall kind of stuff, like where he sort of scan your memory card and see if you played mm. like Silent Hill and Pro Evo and stuff like that and putting the uh, controller on your arm. So is it to read a pulse or something, I think, and stuff like that? Uh, you put the controller down and it vibrates and it ah, sort of moves it, it yeah, across yeah, the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it, yeah. Like things like the guys, the general's codex code and like the clue is look on the back of the box and it's like mm. the image on the back of the box are and things. Beating the first boss just by meeting him as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually do it, it's just beat him in a cutscene. Yeah. I think that was the point where gaming had caught up with Kojima's view. Yeah, like, definitely, definitely so, yeah. The ability to make those experiences mm. weren't possible before the PlayStation 1 came and with all its bells and whistles. Yeah, definitely so. And that really, I mean, I bet, I don't know what it plays like now, but it plays like a sack of shit probably. But yeah, at the time, that was like, I mean, me and, me and my mate got it on the same day. I think we got it on a Friday and then we just spent all weekend, like we just didn't sleep or anything until we'd beaten mm. it and then beat it again and then beat it again. We like doing the extra bits and bobs to That game was amazing. And what about the game of your 20s? Right, so I was thinking about this earlier, and so the 20s would have been mainly for me PS2 for the first third, and then Xbox 360 for most of it, and then a bit of PS3 at the end. Uh, so there was a few options for this. I mean, that was an awesome, that was an awesome decade of games. Like you had all the best stuff for the PS2 coming out at that point, and then obviously you had the whole of the, the Xbox catalog, Xbox 360 catalog, and PS3 catalog. But I think the game that I played the most and enjoyed the most, I think, is probably still Forza 2 because that game was amazing. Just like it was, it's a Gran Turismo killer. I mean, it looked amazing for a start. It sounded superb as well. You had access to all these cars, supercars, and everything up from like you know a standard sort of saloon up to these sort of things. That are just it had phenomenal. an interesting categorization, didn't it, of vehicles, like the different specs. Yeah, exactly. And and I just again, it's just the sort of the completionist in me. If something's got a thing where I can, I've got like a, a predetermined set of things that I can tick off a list. I like a tick list. So if you give me a load of tournaments to complete, then I'll happily spend 200 plus hours plowing away through them including all the endurance things and all the you know the whole whole lot i think i i think i might have got the achievement for 100 percent completion on that game and there was a lot of stuff to do on it and your last choice your 30s pinball it's gonna be pinball isn't it you, that's surprising because as much as i like it i wouldn't say they were the best games no, but in terms of games I enjoy though, that's what I've that's what I've enjoyed playing the most over the last five years. Which one? Pinball FX, FX, yeah, FX2, just a, just yeah. FX as a general yeah. thing because it is the same, and it really. Yeah, it's the same tables, isn't it? So. so yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah that is unexpected, but mm, <laughs> there you go. We'll run with it. Question four: What's the best gaming bargain you've ever found? When I, oh, I don't know, I was in my, I just sort of finished uni and had too much disposable income because I got a job and was having getting paid weekly and um started collecting odd sort of bits and bits and pieces from sort of gaming related stuff and things but i got off ebay and it was quite it definitely felt like a bargain whether it was actually a bargain or not it's hard to say i think i paid about 40 quid for it it was a box japanese wonder swan color which is like a bandai's version of a game boy advance essentially yeah i've only ever seen them behind glass mm, i've got one in my loft it's still in this box and i saw it, i saw it on ebay and i was like that's really cool i've never seen one of them before and i put in a bid for it and I definitely didn't pay much for it I think I paid maybe 40 quid for it and I don't know if it's a bargain or not because I've never bothered to check the prices but it definitely felt like I got an awesome bargain for something that was quite rare and hard to find probably turns out if you go to Japan they're probably all over the shop actually. Penny. yeah exactly yeah but yeah no that definitely felt like a pretty good gaming bargain okay. but it might not but it might 
<laughs> but it might not be. I, I tell you what, no, when this goes out, we should check and see how much of Wonder Swan's worth, mm, and see if you, might, you see if you can get a good return on your. It might be sitting on a sitting on a, a gold mine. Probably not. I don't think. Question five: What's your favourite game series? I don't think there's any question of what it's going to be here. Oh, I don't know. What do you think I was going to say? I think it's going to be Final Fantasy. Oh, no, I don't think it is. No. I mean, I like Final Fantasy a lot, but no, I don't. I mean, I like Final Fantasy 7 a lot, and I played and enjoyed 8 and 9, and 10. 10's horrendous. 12 was okay. 13 was awful. So, no, I think my favourite game series, going back to my PS1 favourite game, I think my favourite game series might be Metal Gear Solid, just because they've all been great. Well, pretty much they've all been great. And they just get more bonkers as the next one comes along. But no, I mean, those games, I've always, I've always, um, so apart from the, the, the most recent one, I've always played those and just, they're just brilliant. They're just absolutely, completely bonkers, but in a in a great way. And yeah, I don't think Kojima can do any wrong, really. Mm. But yeah, no, definitely that. I mean, Metal Gear 2 was possibly better than 1. Metal Gear 3 is good, although I never actually finished all the way through, which is, which, I don't know. Probably should go back to that at some point. Four was excellent. Just you know, gets more and more bonkers. And yeah, no, they're, they're, I love those games. They're absolutely brilliant. Mm. Question six: Are there any parts of gaming that need to be expanded on? I mean, look, I don't know. I mean, we've been playing games what? How many years now? Best part of thirty years, probably. Mm. Like that. And I think from that initial, you know, that initial starting point of like when I first played Sonic and things to where we are now, the progression has been huge it's always been a genre that's always chasing something else so it's always trying to be trying to be film or um things like that so it's always it's always looking for you mean something it's else influence yeah yeah it's, influenced it's, it's by always outside. taking its influence from that but it's always but also i always think it's always been trying to like things have got more filmic i suppose haven't they i guess is what i'm trying to say but what i was going to say is i think character development but i mean that in terms of more realistic characters perhaps I mean, obviously, you've got films. If you compare it directly to films, you've got films that don't have realistic characters. Clearly, and like if you take any kind of sort of superhero franchise and things. But I still think in games, and it is a lot better, and it's getting better all the time. But I still think it's not quite. They haven't quite got like character traits and things like that down. Yeah, the f- the very few and far between out that they they relatable are characters. And when it's done well, you really you really notice it. So, for example. Mm like the new Tomb Raiders I think do a pretty good job of that where I think they feel so immersive specifically the, the first one feels so immersive because it felt it felt like an accurate representation if that makes sense mm. I get where you're coming from like sometimes even a bad guy you have to relate to him on some level exactly yeah that's right um, and I think like the Uncharted games mm, like certainly the second one I think did a pretty good job of that as well where what annoyed me about that is they just become like bullet sponges and things like that and he's a, he's a mass murderer running around but in terms of that I don't know, kind of, yeah, sort of nailing that, I can't think how to describe it, relatable people, perhaps, relatable mm. characters, maybe. But when they get it right, it's brilliant, but it's not quite It's not quite there yet, and I think that's something Yeah, the, that... the way that they are now is they're just expendable, they're just vessels. Exactly, it yeah, that's it. that is exactly it, that's exactly it. So it's just a vessel or something that you play as. Mm. But I think it's definitely get, getting better, but I think that's what we'll see as like the big improvements, because I think we're going to struggle with things like sort of graphical fidelity, I think, is obviously until we get like a next gen and stuff it's getting to the point where that you know we're getting towards like photorealism games and things i mean we're not quite there yet we're not far off so you know that's that's always going to be a thing that always gets improved on anyway mm. and things like sound design and things i mean they've they've got that down now sound design and dialogue and music and things and uh, all that kind of stuff in games is fantastic now stuff like graphics and sound have crossed the finish line but there's yeah. Yeah, rested yeah. like the rest of the parts of gaming uh, are still a way behind yeah definitely absolutely yeah so so I think that's what's going to be the big driver for the going forward. I think. Hmm. I think that'll be fixed when bigger writers get involved. Yeah, I think, but that's and that, that's when it becomes because I think it's still not 
And again, it's better than it is, but it's still not really seen as a like a valid form of media. It's still mm. just seen as that thing that kids do. A good comparison is superhero films used to have shit writers, they used to have awful writers, mm. and gradually they got better and better. And and now we've got to a level with those films where the the, the people that are writing them they've got to a level where it's acceptable. The yes. characterization yeah. is acceptable, and sometimes it's a little bit below par. Sometimes it's it's better than it should be, but it's it's met a level where it's like we're fine with it. It's it's not going backwards. Yeah, exactly, and it's become it becomes accepted as well, doesn't it? It's not mm. something that's kind of looked down upon. And yeah, and that sort of feeds back because people say that oh, that game has done fine. I'll start writing games. Yeah. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll drop. I'll drop because people sort of see it beneath them to do that sort of yeah. stuff, and it's like, well, no, because this is like this industry makes fucking more money than everything else put together. Oh yeah, definitely. It's right. just it's so much fucking bigger than everything that's mm. currently out that you'd be stupid to turn your nose up at it. But here we are with these fucking flimsy characters that are just the paper thing, fucking idiots. That, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, it's man, it's it's so lazy. It's like. Here's a black person. Here's a Chinese person. Yeah. Here's a, and it's like, like, yeah, that does my fucking head in. I mean, I think like we're games that get it right. Like GTA Five gets it right because those characters mm. are caricatures. Yeah. Caricatures, yeah. But but they're still relatable. So they're not, although they're they're not believable, but you still can believe them. If that makes sense. Yeah, the second the character caricatures taken to the nth degree. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So when it's done right, brilliant. But yeah, not enough yet though. So. Mm. Yeah, I think Rockstar are a, a, a league apart from most developers. Oh, though. yeah, definitely so. A lot of them are just terrible, they've no idea what they're doing. Mm, definitely. Question seven, name a licensed song you heard in a game that you still listen to now. Ah, uh, that's easy. Modest Mouse. Really? Modest Mouse, Float On from Rock Band 2. When I wrote this question, I was looking through my Spotify list, and this is what got me on, and my song mm. is your song. You've just said the exact uh, same no way, song. Really? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's legitimately probably my favourite song of all time as well. And the first time I heard it was on Rock Band 2. <laughs> yeah, 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 same here. Yeah. And I saw, uh, this is really, really strange, but there used to be a guy called Crispy Bacon on the game Sam Farm. Yeah, 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 very good Do you remember him? Yeah. yeah Code, Code Selfish. He's mm, that's right, yeah. yeah, and I remember saying to him, this song's all right, isn't it? And he were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this got me into, you know, listening to Modest Mouse. It's like, mm. all right. And then I just realised when I wrote this question that it's like, Fucking hell, it's happened to me as well. Like, there's loads of situations where I've got into bands that have stayed with me even after the game's finished. Yeah, but Modest yeah. Mouse is the one that it, I think it's the earliest incarnation of that manifestation. <laughs> it's just yeah, I think so. Wheedled I mean, its way into my life. What a weird coincidence. Fucking uh, hell. Yeah. Although Modest Mouse, I'm kind of indifferent about them as a, <laughs> as a band. That song's amazing, though. <laughs> that song is amazing. Like, yeah, that's I think like, my most listened to song on Spotify, I think. It gets played at least a couple of times a week still. Question eight: Is there anything in games that make you cringe or be disappointed in the inclusion of such things? Same as everybody else. It's the boobs and stuff in it. You know, it's just the. It feels like such a. We were saying like in the previous answer about how things have moved forward in games, but then you still got these. I don't know, like cartoonish kind of representations of it's women in games. Pandering. Stuff. Yeah, it's pandering it just, to teenage boys that don't it know does. better. But I th- yeah, exactly. And I think it kind of does a bit of a disservice to the community as a whole. That being said, I mean, it obviously works, so, you know. Yeah, I think as well, like, it gives people an 
unhinged reality of what to expect from yeah, women as well. Yeah, perhaps so, maybe. I mean, I'd hope, I don't know, most teenage boys and I guess some girls would be able to make the disconnect between the two, maybe, but mm. maybe not, perhaps, I don't know. Yeah, but you'll you'll know there's always that one guy that thinks oh, fucking yeah, yeah. romancing yeah. someone, like chatting someone up at bars, like fucking doing a Mass Effect conversation. Yeah. It just doesn't fucking work <laughs> like that. It's like which, gaming. Which tree should I take here? Yeah, you can't gamify <laughs> fucking hooking up. It just don't work. Well, then maybe we should. It, it's maybe just one of those things. You, you either work it out or you don't. Like, it's yeah, that's right. fucking hell. Yeah, but no, I think that's definitely the main one. Whenever that, um, yeah, whenever you see anything like that, I think, oh, come on, really? Mm. I mean, but having said that, I don't know, 14-year-old me was like, oh, yeah, Tekken 2, you know, boobs flying over the place. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a well-trodden path, and uh, I don't think there's any need to go down that if that's the one that's, if that's the one that you're going to choose. Question nine, are there any genres you feel are underrepresented in gaming? Well, I think pinball could uh, have a bit more representation. I mean, you've got two, certainly on the consoles, you've got two main players, I guess. You've got mm. pinball effects, you've got um, pinball arcade, which is fine because, I mean, that covers, scratches most of those itches, as it were. But it'd be good to maybe see maybe another developer or somebody take in and run it as well. I mean, I mean, I've never been a massive fan of pinball arcade particularly. I know, I know you quite like them, don't you? But um... I, I like um, I like pinball arcade as... I, prefer, I much prefer FX. Okay, well, yeah, no, I'm the same as well. I much prefer FX. It well, leans yeah. further into what pinball can actually be on a virtual cabinet. Um, yeah, definitely, that, that's exactly it. Whereas it's all right for, like, a replication, TPA. Yeah, but with pinball arcades, I just don't like the the physics never feel quite right to me. But anyway, yeah, so in terms of getting back to the question, it'd be good to see a developer have another run of that, or even if Zen got like the official licensing for doing pinball tables, perhaps, I don't know, maybe, so if they did like an offshoot of FX, there's like official license tables. Mm. But it'd be good to have a bit more representation of that on consoles, I think, definitely. Having said that, I mean, is that, uh, was it Yoki Island Story, whatever it's called? Yeah, Yoko's Island Express. Yeah, see, that's, I mean, I didn't realise that had a pinball element to it until uh, Hendo mentioned it. I was like, oh, okay, mm. that's cool. So it's quite cool to see them doing new things or different things, should I say, with the with the with the mechanics. I mean, it's not a new new thing. So obviously, Pokemon Pinball and Metroid Pinball and things did it. It's an amalgam of Metroid and yeah. Pinball. But no, that's cool. But yeah, it'd be nice to see a bit more representation for that though. Really. Mm. Yeah, I think um, it it'd just be nice if it had a, a deeper penetration that genre. Yeah. But it's very much on the fringes, and I don't think it'll ever be truly massive. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, I don't think it will, which is a shame. Or is it a shame? Maybe it's not a shame. I don't know, maybe it doesn't need to be massive, perhaps. Yeah, not everything needs to be huge. No. So long as they get enough enough support to keep doing, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? So. Mm. Question 10, this is your milestone question. Name your favourite poster on MF Gamers. I've been on MF Gamers for a long time, and I feel like I don't want to pick just one person. I'm going to pick just one person. I don't want to pick just one person because I, I like everyone on there, and there's some people that are genuinely really close friends on there. But I'm going with Danger Man. <laughs> Mainly because I think most people know the story behind his username. This is Ben. I'm sure Ben will tell us again. Well, hopefully he's going to come on and actually tell us. Because <laughs> it's it's funny. Yeah, it is brilliant. Um, but I still find myself, I just randomly think about that. I could just walking down the street and then I start thinking about it and chuckling to myself. So, yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of love for a lot of people on that. But, um, I'm thinking, <laughs> it is funny. Like, it yeah, is a genuinely it is funny brilliant. story. Just thinking about it. <laughs> but just thinking about it now. <laughs> it's making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, so yeah, so Danger Man. Um, just because he's all danger and all man, I think. Mm. So. Question 11. You've got a young lad. I have, yeah. Who's just under the age of what we probably were when we started gaming. Mm, yeah, a little bit. He's only two and a half, so he's a bit under yet still. 
he is a little bit under. Mm. But what are your plans for introducing him to games? Uh-huh. Are you going to go for old ones first? Yeah. Or are you just going to go from the present? Mm. If yeah. he's going to be gaming at all, he might just turn his nose up at it. He well, might. he might do, yeah. He might not even like mm. it. Um, weirdly, it seems like football and things, which I don't always got that from. Not from me. Yeah, I've given this a lot of thought, and I think it's going to be a mixture of the two. But I think in terms of modern gaming, I'm going to try and steer him more towards the Nintendo side of gaming. Mm. Just because, oh, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? But Nintendo have always, for me, like I, I think I've had pretty much every Nintendo console they've ever made, apart from a Wii U and a Switch currently. But for me, they've always felt that kind of wholesome is a bit naff, but they've always felt that kind of like purist kind of side of gaming almost, in terms mm. of what I remember being gaming as being. Yeah, so for me, Nintendo have always been about more of that, not necessarily the more wholesome side of gaming, although arguably they are, but certainly the more gamey side of gaming in terms of what I think of as playing games. So things like your Mario and your Zelda and that kind of stuff. That's where I want his kind of starting point to be, as mm. well as some retro stuff as well. Like, I'm quite looking forward to sitting down and playing, I don't know, like Bomberman and things like that with him and stuff. Just because, you know, they were the things that I, I really enjoyed. And he might do, he might not, I don't know. But um, mm. it'd be good to see that, though, definitely. Chimmy brought this up. His kids are playing now. Mm. Like, he mentioned his kid were playing um, Super Mario Odyssey, right? Yeah, He's yeah. probably completed it by now. And I was thinking about it, and why I'm not really that into Nintendo now. And okay. it's like, it, I made the connection. Nintendo is like Christmas. Like, as you get older, it's just like, oh, fucking Christmas. This fucking sucks, man. This oh, is joy. I'm just not, I'm finding no fun in it. But as soon as kids get involved, it's like, man, Christmas is the best thing. Like, they fucking love it. And you sort of feed <laughs> off that energy, do you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It sort of reignites... I don't know. See, I mean, I've always been a, I've always been a big Nintendo fan, and I've always really liked Christmas. So, mm. <laughs> if I'm just a massive kid at heart, still perhaps. Possibly. I fucking hate Christmas now. Oh no, I still like. It. <laughs> I don't hate Nintendo as much as I hate Christmas, but I don't really hate Nintendo full stop. But yeah, I, I feel like I'm drifting apart from it. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But I don't know. I know that if I got a Switch, I would love playing those, like those, like the Mario, like Mario Odyssey and things like that. This is why I keep thinking I should pick up a Wii U at some point just to play through those games I haven't had a chance mm. to do on there yet as well. But I know I'd enjoy that loads. Because, yeah, I don't know. Because for me, that definitely is what I think of as being like a gaming experience. Just because it's what I started out as a kid, I suppose. Mm. Question 12. What's the biggest threat to you giving up gaming for good? Life and money, probably, I think. <laughs> really. Uh, no, time, actually. Time is definitely the biggest threat to it. And making time for it, I think. Whereas before, you know, you could get back from school or from work and you know, have your tea and then play on something for hours. There's, there's too much other stuff going on. Or like a weekend where you could just spend a, you know, wake up on a Sunday, hungover and sit and play something all day. I don't know, time time doesn't allow that anymore. Mm. Um, so no, time is definitely the biggest factor in me not really getting to play much. Which is why I think, I think I've started enjoying things like pinball and stuff, because you can drop in and out mm. for a few minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the thing is, you take home responsibilities and it's like, oh man, I need to cook dinner. Yeah. What, how much time yeah. have I got? I've got 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fucking pointless because by the time I've sat down, I'm going to need to get back up and go stir that pot or whatever. Yeah, and definitely. Turn yeah. it out. So, Which is for me, this yeah. is why the Vita's been a bit of a... I mean, I've had a Vita for like a year and then never bothered playing it until the last couple of months. But now, because I get the training to work, so I've got like a, a couple of hours each day just being sat, you know, not doing anything. Yeah, it's idle it's, time. Exactly, not doing yeah. Anything. And so, like, I do watch stuff on Netflix or just sit and mindlessly sort of stare at Facebook or something like that. But I started playing the Vita instead. And this is how, this is how I've completed Final Fantasy VII ahead of um, Big Cop Man because I could sit on the train and play it. So, you know, I've put 40 hours into that game. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I poured you know, 40, hour, 40 plus hours into that just from being sat on a train. 
So, mm. um, so yeah, that's where I'm, I'm clawing it back now. So, which is why I should get a Switch. Question 13. Whose work in the game industry do you admire the most? I think in terms of the games I probably enjoy playing the most and who's made the most of them, it's it's, uh, it's Miyamoto, isn't it? Shigeru Miyamoto. <sighs> you got Mario, Zelda, Star Fox, Star Fox 64, Pikmin, all those things have just like come from one person's head. Mm. And I don't know, has he ever made a bad game? Has he created anything that's been a bit rubbish? I'm sure he's had he has, in a few disasters, a few but, but I mean that's a pretty good hit rate, though, I think. Yeah, he's it's, it's got a good ratio. He has, and but also I think not only just making good games, but I think in terms of probably being the most influential person in games, in terms of. It's kind of weird that I know in Hollywood there's the Walk of Fame, mm. but we don't really have that as gamers. But if we did, is it be the biggest star there? I think so. He'd definitely be the easily. first one there. I think, wouldn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, I think. So, yeah. No, that's who, I, who I'd go with, I think. Question 14. Pinpoint a moment where gaming changed forever. Saturday morning, watching Live and Kicking, and there was like a, they had like a little tech segment in, and they were showing an early tech demo of Wipeout on the PlayStation. And for me, that was where I was like, yep, that needs to happen. That's what I need to get. Mm. Seeing that little clip and it had Prodigy Firestarter playing on it and like probably my favorite band at the time. I was like, oh, what's well, actually in the game? And it just looked, it looked mind-blowing. Just like nothing I'd ever seen before. And at that point, it was a weird point in games for me because I'd kind of pretty much stopped playing games by that point. This is what dragged you back in. This is what, yeah, this is what dragged me back in. Where I had like a snares, didn't remember any games for it. I used to sort of play it occasionally and things like that, but not really that fussed about it. And weirdly, I got into model remote control cars. And so I was saving up point when the playstation came out i've been saving up for nearly a year to buy a remote control car kit you know the ones you used to build yourself yeah we talked about this on the christmas special we did yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah this is mentioned before and so yeah so basically i used all that money to buy a playstation off the back of um yeah seeing that little demo on uh, live and kicking and then i'm still playing things now so yeah sony had you well and truly hooked they there. did they've got me truly reeled in the part of the show that everyone hates well <laughs> people like to listen to it but they hate actually doing it <laughs> Question 15. Give me your best impression of your favourite game character. Oh, mm, okay. I can't think of anyone that anyone that nobody's, that everybody's not done already. All the office ones have been taken, haven't they? Yeah, Mario's been done. Yeah. Colonel. Yeah, Colonel's been done. Metal yeah. Gear's been done. Banjo-Kazooie's been done. Yeah, that's pretty niche. Um, Shepard has been done from Mass Effect. Mortal Kombat. Scorpion's been done. Is anyone that I'm missing? It's the, you know when you complete Tekken and the voiceover guy I can't quite remember what he says. He says, oh, what is it? Is it King of Iron Fist into the Tekken, I think? Oh, God, I can't remember oh, that. I can't remember <laughs> it's it's like I completed it again recently. Let me just Google it quickly to make sure I get the wording right. Iron Fist enter the Tekken. I think this might be the most researched impression that anyone's ever done. I know, yeah. Because I, I can't quite remember. I completed it. The, other, the only reason I think of it is I completed it the other day. And it made me chuckle when it came up. Okay, right, I'm just going to go for it. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, I've got the giggles now. Are the giggles staying in as well? Yep. I'm not cutting any of this. This is all staying in. Just watching you squirm, even me, even putting me, it off. Even me Googling it. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. I can't... Fucking hell, you're not auditioning for a show. Just do it, Jim. 
<laughs> <I can't. laughs> <clears throat> King of Iron Fist, enter the Tekken. <laughs> oh, oh, that has got to be like a bootleg version of Tekken. <laughs> You've got that guy coming in. <laughs> Don wins! Yeah, to be fair, you could, could also have Nina Williams. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a background question. If, oh, if Namco yeah. needs somebody to take over the uh, voiceover duties on the new Tekkens, I'm yeah, not your man. Give Jim a phone call, he'll sort you out. <laughs> Got the vocal talent to carry it off. <laughs> the vocal chops. Question 16. Do you think mobile phone games have been a boon or a detriment to the gaming industry overall? Boon. Why? Why? <laughs> you want further? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's further not a binary question. <laughs> it's a, go on, we need to go deeper. Um, no, I mean, I I, um, I kind of jumped on board pretty early with the mobile gaming thing. Kind of even before app stores were a thing, even on sort of shitty Sony Ericsson's and Samsung's. Oh, um, when you had to root stuff through. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Oh, so God. I like yeah, that. I torrented a load, of, um, a load of games on a Sony Ericsson phone I had and things. So I've always quite liked mobile phone gaming anyway. But for me, like when the app store came out, I mean, I had an iPod Touch at the time. It was pre-iPhone, well I didn't have an iPhone certainly, and that was brilliant, and yeah, no, I've always been quite a big advocate of mobile gaming and, um, and and the qualities of those games. There's some games on there that I've hugely enjoyed and sunk tons of time into. I'm not so keen on the direction it's gone now with the sort of free-to-play, pay-to-win kind of model. You've got to mm. keep buying packs and things to, to boost things up. I mean, I kind of get why it's a thing, because... It makes Wonga, that's why. It, well, exactly, exactly, that's why, isn't it? I still like the fact, though, that people are still producing some pure mobile gaming experiences where you pay a one-off price and get a really good game. But, um, yeah, no, mobile ga- uh, mobile phone gaming, definitely a boon, I think. I mean, I don't know if it's been maybe to the detriment of console gaming. I don't think it has. My hunch is it hasn't. I mean, I guess that's maybe where all the loot box culture maybe comes from a little bit perhaps that's come up mm. from mobile gaming so that's probably not a great thing but then that's not necessarily a great thing in mobile gaming either when you look at it people like activision over i think it was half of their profits just came from king yeah uh, like, right yeah made so much money yeah well that's purely of candy crush there's a candy crush mm. Wizard, mm. whatever it's called. Yeah, I mean, but then that just shows you how big a phenomenon it is. But then if you, I mean, I get the train to work every day, or pretty much every day, and the train's packed, because trains are always packed uh, in this country. There's Jeremy Corbyn sat on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Jazz sat, sat on the floor, you know, and, you know yeah. uh, <laughs> sipping his glass of wine and things. The other 99% of the people will be sat playing something on their phone, mostly. So like, I have a little nosy each day, and mostly it's Candy Crush or some kind of variant of, mm. and things like that. If you think of it in terms of games reaching people that it's never reached previously go on a train or a bus and you will see people from all walks of life playing stuff on their phones the people that are not considered they wouldn't consider themselves they wouldn't gamers, consider themselves they're gamers. spending fucking 10 hours a week yeah exactly yeah they're, they're probably more hardcore gamers than a lot of people mm. who own consoles that's that's not a bad thing i don't think because if they're enjoying it i think that's good i'd argue they could be playing something a bit more interesting but then mm. that's not necessarily the point though is it one of my aunties is staunchly against video games. She mm. fucking hates them. Absolutely hates them. And back when Facebook were doing the old Farmville thing, oh, yeah, she'd yeah. be like, okay, right, I'm going to just go do this. And it's like, okay, what are you doing? Oh, I'm watering my plants. I'm playing <laughs> my games. It's not a game. And it's like, well, clearly it is. It is a game. And she sort of plan a life around it. Oh, well, I basically take kids to take this one to play group and then take the other one to school and then I can come back and I can dig my potatoes. And it's like, <laughs> you are playing a game. Like, uh, well, rather it's playing you at this point. Yeah. You know? But 
a lot of people don't see that. They just, no. I think, as well, it's you could spin it as we're not gamers. It's like someone that's into music or films. We're just people that are consuming. Yeah, I guess that's a it. form of entertainment. Yeah. Consumers of media, as opposed to actually being yeah, invested yeah. in, the, in the in the genre, perhaps. Yeah, maybe so. That's a good point. So maybe maybe games have crossed that that line then, perhaps. Yeah, as well. Yeah, maybe we just haven't noticed it. It's done it by stealth. Yeah, maybe through so. people's pockets. But genuinely, there are some genuinely really great mobile games as well. That are games that have come up from mobile that are genuinely in their own right really good games. I'm struggling to think of anything off the top of my head at the moment. That's the annoying thing. The only one that I've really really enjoyed that wall. I mean, I played stuff like Scrabble and board yeah, games yeah, yeah. and stuff. But I'm not going to count those because, I mean, you can fucking play them anyway. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The one that really stuck with me, though, was Ridiculous Fishing. Ah, that is a really good shout. Ridiculous Fishing was a brilliant game. Yeah, that was really, 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 really fun. good. Yeah, no, definitely so. I'm trying, there's something that I played loads on my... That I had to delete. Oh, no. Um, game Dev Story is, oh, yeah. is a perfect example. And that is probably, if we're looking back for a game from my 30s, actually, it probably arguably should have been Game Dev Story. Because I've completed that game on six different occasions, where I'll just download it again, mm. and then I'll spend about 10, 15 hours building my games company over again. And I've not done that with a game for years. Like, just keep repeatedly playing the same game round and round again. And that game is brilliant. This snaps back into the, your, what's the biggest threat that you give up gaming for good with the, you know, the time things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Those exactly, sort yeah. of games where it's like, oh, I can just do five minutes here while yeah. I'm waiting for kettle to boil. Exactly, yeah, that's right. It just it just slots into that nicely. And it's just such a well-realised mm. game as well. So, yeah, so you get little bits that come up. I mean, that's even, I don't think that's even a smartphone game, was it? I think it was on a Japanese flip phone game, I think, originally. I can't remember its origins. Well, because it's, it's geared up... It's been well copied, though. I mean, there's mm. loads of clones of it. So, yeah, no, definitely. I think it's yeah, it's a good thing, yeah. Question 17. Name a bit of game design that impressed you when you first saw it. I remember being most impressed in terms of something from game design. And even at that point, it probably wasn't very well implemented. It's been done a lot better since. But with detached camera. So, a camera that's independently controlled by the player. Right, okay. So, like, your right thumbstick. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, I mean, the first time I came across that was Mario 64, which is arguably a terrible example of that. But at the time, it was brilliant because, you know, I'd never seen that before. Yeah, I remember when that came out and Mario 64 sort of worked and a lot of games tried to copy it. Yeah, that's and right. And it yeah. just sort of and fucking glitched through walls. Mm. And like, I think Nintendo did it and a lot of people wanted to ape it, but yeah. they didn't quite have the... No, no, there was the, quite a few poor examples, wasn't there? Yeah, God, there was some awful examples. I of seem it. to remember Spyro. Well, Spyro seems to be quite a well-liked franchise. I remember Spyro being a bit of a rubbish imitation of it as well. Mm. But I never played much. But yeah, but so certainly Mario 64, like playing that was for the first time was amazing where you had this like full mario game where you had all the you know the power-ups and the, the you know all the all the mario tropes and things in there but it was just completely flipped on its head where you got this extra axis and so it was this completely immersive 3d world and i guess they did it with um ocarina of time as well where you've got this fully immersive 3d world where you can as a player you control the camera and sort of pivot around it and things like that with that to me at the time i was like this is I, don't, I can't know how to describe it. It's like breaking a fourth wall almost, where you've got like an extra set of eyes almost in the game, where you can then yeah, see like, what's behind of you. Of course, you know, why didn't no one do this? Yeah, before? exactly. Yeah, that's right. And I don't maybe mm. PC games and things did it first, perhaps. I don't think so. Really, I suppose you always had 3D shooters, perhaps maybe that were the first there with it. So like you quake. To where you can view stuff around, so you're not, you're not on like a single axis. If that makes sense. Mm. Maybe Half-Life as well, I suppose. Oh, that was that. That would have been after Mario 64, wouldn't it? But I didn't play those when they came out. But yeah, certainly that that ability to that that detached camera that you then all of a sudden had control of. I think yeah, seeing that for the first time, I was like, this is something special. Question 18. Can you remember the cheat code from a game you played? What were the game? What were the input? And what did the cheat do? Oh, that is a good question. 
I mean, obviously everybody remembers the Konami code, but I never actually used it for anything. Ah, what was the Doom God mode? IDX equals God. I don't know, fuck all, were it was something like that. IDKFU, yeah, that's it, yeah. Oh, that's it. Again, never played it on the PC, so. It's kind of mad that we know these cheats, even though we've never yeah. played, well, I've played those games, but I've never really played Contra or any games where the Konami code has been, mm, been applicable. Used. Yeah, but I still know it. It's just game of lexicon now. There's definitely something that I used to use a cheat code for that is so much I never used to have to even look it up. The only thing that just kind of vaguely spring to mind, but I couldn't tell you what it, how you did it or what it was, was there was something on Wipeout 2097 where you could put in a code where you turned all the cars into like flying animals. And so I used to do that with that. But I can't remember how you did it or anything like that. So I don't remember that at all. No, yeah, it's, it's a bit obscure, isn't it? I remember there were ones in like Colin McRae where you could turn the car into a hobber car. Yeah, that's or right, turn yeah. it into jelly or mm. whatever. The thing is, that there's going to be people that don't do this because they've only really started gaming after Well, yeah, we went with cheat codes. Twenty or five, like yeah, so our cheat well, codes yeah. sort of went out the window. You just get a, a buy a bundle now, don't you, to do it instead. Mm. So Oh, I feel like they've got a better answer for that somewhere, that's frustrating. But yeah, no cheat codes are a, a dying art, aren't they? That should be definitely something that comes back. Do you remember the Nude Raider myth, Playground oh, myth? Oh, well, yes, you had to fucking had to, do a you had specific to, um, manoeuvres. What was it? Somebody at school told me that, oh, yeah, no, I've got the, I got the Lara Croft Nude Raider thing working. Oh, yeah, how did you do it? How did you do it? And he said, all right, you've got to have a controller plugged into slot two and a controller plugged into slot one. You've got to, what was he told me? You had to tap out a rhythm on the X button on controller two whilst on controller one doing a dance move with, like, the, would have been the D-pad, I suppose like the control right. thing and so you've got to do a dance move but in time with the rhythm that you're tapping out with the X thing. I was like does that, does that work I wrote, he goes yeah no it definitely worked, it worked last night and I was like oh okay alright yeah so yeah, you get home and then you try I think that's not going to work is it ridiculous of course it didn't work it's bollocks <laughs> of course it is yeah well this kid that you're talking to renowned for talking crap um <laughs> yeah no he was yeah <laughs> you, you but... need to go on his Facebook wall and say yeah this guy <laughs> says you're a fucking twat Hope you've grown out of being a knobhead. Yeah. But you still tried it. You thought, oh, he might, he might be right. <laughs> mm. I always remember that. Going back to question eight here with the old, like, your cringe or disappointment. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, we fucking believe such shit that we could get Lara naked. Because it's just, oh, fuck there's off. No, like, there's nothing getting in the way of 14-year-old hormones. That's <laughs> yeah, we're, we're willing to go to extreme lengths, <laughs> even stuff that's impossible. It was before the internet was a was a popular thing, you know. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't the same outlets as what there are now. So. At least it's not as bad as the Mortal Kombat cheat code where you had to sell a tape a fucking coin to the top of the snake cartridge. I don't, I didn't know that one. What's that one? Yeah, one in April Fools where. Oh right. Yeah, basically they they said because there were no blood in the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. On snakes, they said if you sell a tape like a two pence coin to the cartridge, it wears it down, <laughs> so and it allows blood, and it's just like. I mean, it's an amazing April Fool's, yeah, but who the yeah. fuck thought that that was going to be a thing? It's so fucking stupid. No, that is a good one. Man, kids are morons. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that took a bit of a, a weird tangent. Oh, man, But, yeah. okay. Question 19. This is one that I ask everyone before the finale. Where do you think gaming will go over the next few years and what will be your part in it? I don't know, because like we said earlier, I think we're, we've, we've hit a few walls with a few certain things where there'll be progression, but it will only be incremental, it won't be big leap forward. I'm kind of disappointed that VR doesn't really seem to be taking off, as I'd like that to be a thing, but I don't think it's got the legs, just because I, I think the, the peripherals are too make you look too stupid for it to really become a mainstream thing. If anything, maybe augmented reality gaming, perhaps, 
where you sort of gamifying more parts of your life. So it won't be more strictly like not gaming as we know with consoles and things. But if you going think... back to the dating with Mass Effect. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but I mean also <laughs> press X to spike this woman's drink. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, is that glasses? <laughs> oh, I might have to cut that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so like augmented reality stuff, which I think is quite interesting anyway, where obviously Pokemon Go stepped into that a little bit, but where mm. either we have more powerful mobile devices with us or if wearable tech becomes more prolific, I think that's where I kind of see gaming going. Mm. I don't think it's the tech getting more powerful, it's battery power. Well, and yeah, that's definitely a massive better. inhibitor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not necessarily more powerful, I suppose. That's maybe the wrong way of looking at it, perhaps. But more, yeah, like more it, it needs to develop perhaps. on a battery front. But yeah, no, the battery needs to get sorted. But yeah, that's one of the things that I think I can see it developing certainly. And I mean, also now because we've got, so if you think like every other person on the street has like a Fitbit on and stuff like that, and things. So already people are already, you know, there's a certain amount of gamifying to that where you've got to try to beat a step count and things like that. So mm. people are already kind of half invested in it anyway. So I think if something can come along with like an augmented reality gaming killer app, I suppose, for one of a better word, mm. then I think yeah, that could that could definitely be a bit of a I can't say game changer, that's a rubbish phrase, but yeah, you know, that could definitely be a bit of a It's pushing it um, forward, it's pushing it into new frontiers. Yeah, exactly. And it's somebody coming along and doing something interesting with it, I think. Some of that stuff sorta of exists already. There's yeah. apps on your phone where you can sort of go, Hey, I want to go to this working man's club mm. and it'll like a rabbit will run off and you follow the rabbit yeah exactly yeah so there are already bits of it there definitely so the, the, so like i say the technology is always there already there and then maybe even going into things like um voice command things so like um lexer and things like that where i don't know maybe that'll get more incorporated into mm. games and things like what's the thing where you can play oblivion or something on alexa or something yeah, that was Amazon's, what Amazon's Alexa. Yeah, I think Echo so. Dot or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. I, to be honest, I don't pay attention to those things. No, I didn't. Somebody, was somebody on the forum or somebody at work was telling me about it. Hendo was on about his friend. On the podcast, saying, no, I can't yeah, play Skyrim. Yeah, on the E3 podcast. Yeah, I can't yeah, play yeah, Skyrim. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, of course you can't. It's not real. It's like, no, in America it is. They've actually made it and it's like, Wow, that's that's an elaborate prank. Yeah, I don't even get how it works. I went to have a look at it to see. Yeah, so maybe that way we've kind of got all this more kind of home automation stuff going on. And so you've got this kind of um, sort of natural language technology and things and augmented reality. Then, yeah, seeing games take advantage of that, I think, might be where we see it go next, perhaps. I don't think it'll take mm. over from traditional gaming because it'll only... I think it'll be on the fringes, perhaps, maybe. But I think it'll be a, an avenue for it. It depends what part of the market they target. Because well, if they go it. to the casuals, the people that sat on the train, then the lead up. Then yeah, like the penetration is going to be there for people mm. to just accept it if no, it works. Of course, I mean yeah, that, that's the key thing. Voice, it, it works. yeah, voice controls are very wonky. The best yeah, you look at. Yeah. We're speaking the same language, but we sound so different yeah. from each yeah. other, which is really hard for for voice recognition to pick up on. Question 20. Fuck, Mary kill. Your options are Fossil Motorsport, Metal Gear Solid, and Pinball in general. Oh, man. I regret my choices now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go from the top? Oh, man. Mary Pinball. Fuck, Metal Gear. Kill Forza. Sorry, Forza. Yeah, to be fair, though, Snake has a nice ass. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's so well developed. It is. And he sort of does that weird pelvic thrusting motion yeah, as he exactly. snakes along the front. <laughs> As he oh, snakes yeah, along actually. the floor, so yeah. Well, maybe I want to marry that actually, thinking about it. Damn. No. Now I'm fucking getting ideas. <laughs> yeah. There, that's it. Locked in. So there we go. Fuck the cars. Marry Metal Gear. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, kill, kill the cars. Yeah. Fuck the pinball. 
No, you got it wrong careful. again. Have another go at it. I thought you were changing your mind, sir. No, 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 um, no, no. Sorry, no. I'm keeping it my original choice. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Pip so Marion Pimble makes sense because there's a lot of longevity there. So. Yeah, and you're always gonna fail because <laughs> that's what Pimble's like. Exactly. Much like marriage. So yeah, that's it for this episode of Twenty Questions. <laughs> I've been Simon. I've been uh, Jimbo Thirteen. And I'll see you next time for another episode of this with a, another special person. Who's it going to be? Oh, we never know. Bye-bye. Question 13. Whose work in the game industry do you admire the most? Growing up, I think it was always... I was going to say Peter Molyneux. I mean, he made a lot of good games. He did, he just, and also... He's he just dis- overpromised. He's dyslexic as well. And is it? Yeah, I think he is. I'm going to double check that quickly. Though. I, think I've, I don't think I've misremembered that. Can you give me two seconds? Yeah, that's fine. He's a big advocate for dyslexia, I think. But I might be misremembering that. Or I spelled his name, that's ironic. <laughs> That's staying in. Yeah. <laughs>